Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. For those who don't know me, my name is Trevor. Um, I grew up a pastor's kid, but it's okay because God saved me out of that. A um, little bit about myself. Um, I love movies. If you ask my wife, um, she will tell you that I am obsessed with movies. I watch movies with my wife. She really likes them as well. She likes them as a time that she can get some sleep while I watch the movie. So she just stands, lays there. She doesn't stand. She does not stand and sleep. She lays down and like drool is coming out of her mouth a little bit. She looks really sweet. And I watch the movie. But growing up in church and going to Sunday school, I loved the stories in the Bible that were kind of like movies that had characters and plots and, you know, in the end, the good guy won. And my favorite character in the Bible is David. And my favorite story in the Bible is David and Goliath. And if you don't know the story of David and Goliath, it's pretty simple. Two countries were fighting, they were having a war, and they decided, they had this brilliant idea, the bad guys had this brilliant idea that, hey, instead of us all fighting and lots of people dying and, you know, that's just, why would we do that? We'll pick someone and they'll fight someone from your country and whoever wins, they're the rulers of everyone. Yeah, it sounds like a good idea. They went and picked some bloke that was like nine feet tall and huge and, and, you know, trained to be a soldier and said, right, there's our champion, you go pick someone. And all of the Israelites just like, no, we can't do that, right? And then... This one kid rocks up, and I say this, he was a kid. Put your hand up if you've been a kid before. (laughs) Some of you still are kids because you didn't put your hands up. Um, So we've all been kids before. So this message is for all of us. Okay. And so this kid rocked up to give food to his brothers. This kid rocked up to give pizza to his brothers because it was bread and cheese. That's pizza. And... Um, he rocked up and there was no one there and he's, where are they? They're all under the beds because there's big Goliath out there saying, who's going to fight me? And this little kid goes, well, who's going to fight him? And they said, well, not us, so I guess it's going to be you. And he said, well, I'll fight him because he is blaspheming our God. And so he went and then they tried to dress him up in the armour and that didn't work. So then he just took his sling and he went out and he killed Goliath with his sling. And I think that is the greatest story ever, right? Have you ever met a giant before? <laughs> Everybody points at Tim. Yeah. See, I have, a mate, I have a mate who's six foot eight, and all the kids that I work with go, oh, you're really tall. And then the other day they saw me with my mate, and they went, oh, you're not really that tall anymore. <laughs> all right? On, this, on the screen, I've got a picture. Everybody knows The Rock. Rock, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. Okay, so I like basketball. Our whole family likes basketball. Um, Here is The Rock standing next to Shaquille O'Neal, who is seven foot three. So The Rock doesn't look so big anymore, does he? Okay, so now here is Shaq standing next to Yao Ming, who's seven foot six, right? And when we're talking about Goliath, Goliath was nine foot tall. So he's taller than Yao Ming. Let's just flip them over and Yao Ming can be Shaq and then that's Goliath. That's uh, huge. Of course, these guys up here are friendly giants. But have you, ever, have you ever had to live with a hostile giant? 
And when I say a giant, I'm not talking about your kids, if you're a parent, or your parents, if you're a kid. I'm talking about things that control our lives and rear their heads every single day. Things that could be self-pity, jealousy, anger, pride. Whatever the giant's name, these giants hinder the progress of God's people in the purpose for which he called them. They rob you of God's joy in your life. How can we fell these giants so that we can live in freedom and victory and joy in the Lord's service? The well-known story of David and Goliath gives us some clues. It is a story filled with instructive contrast. Saul and the armies of Israel viewing the situation from a human perspective, while David viewed things from God's perspective. Saul had confidence in his armor, as long as David was the one wearing it, and David had confidence in his God. Saul was concerned about his own image. David was concerned with the honor of God. So from, from David, we can learn that to fell the giants that you have in your life, we need spiritual perspective, a practical faith, and a deliberate focus on God's glory. From a human perspective, Goliath was huge. He was nine foot tall. His, his armor that he wore weighed over 60 kilos, and the head of his spear weighed about 10 kilos. He was a big dude. From a human perspective, Goliath was a formidable enemy. But that was precisely the problem. Saul and his soldiers were viewing the situation from, with Goliath from a human perspective. They said in the verse, they said, have you seen this man? They were allowing a worldly viewpoint of Goliath to control them. But David saw things from God's perspective and he challenged what Goliath said. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? Did you catch the different perspectives there? He isn't just the Philistine, he's the uncircumcised Philistine. And the Israelites were not servants of Saul, they were the armies of the living God. There is a, there is a spiritual perspective, that's it. Saul and the armies of Israel were afraid because they were thinking of a conflict, their muscles against Goliath's muscles, their weapons against Goliath's weapons. But David saw it as a conflict between God and the forces of evil. Saul and his men saw Goliath and thought, he's so big, we can never kill him. But David saw him and said, well, he's too big to miss. If you want to fell some Goliath in your life, you must begin by calling it what God calls it. And God calls sin, sin. The world is so good at calling sin something else. You want to talk about something like if you have a problem with anger, the world calls it having a short fuse. And even tells you that it's emotionally healthy to vent our hostilities. God's word says that being wrongfully angry towards another per a person is to murder them. And that we can and must control our anger. So when we look at it from God's perspective, it changes, doesn't it? That's number one, that we need to look at it from God's perspective. Number two, we need a practical faith in the living God. David did not just have a generic, I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. That's not, that wasn't his faith, okay? It doesn't matter what you believe, just that you believe. That was not his faith. David believed in the living God who was in covenant relationship with his people. David not only had faith in the Lord, he also had faith in the Lord in him in this difficult and challenging situation. As Paul expressed it, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's it in Philippians. 
David didn't say, well, trust the Lord, Saul, and good luck. He said, your servant, David, will go and fight this giant. That's putting your faith in shoe leather. That's going and actually doing something because you have that much faith in it. We can take two things out of David's faith. Number one, we need a faith founded in personal experience. If you look back in the story, Saul said, how are you so confident? And he said, well, when I was looking after my sheep, a bear and a lion came. And through God's power, I was able to kill that bear and that lion and save my sheep. So he had personal experience in the path. So sometimes maybe you won't be able to defeat your giant sin on your own. You won't be able to defeat it without putting into practice things that God taught you, defeating little sins so that you can then defeat whatever that giant is in your life. Saul should have had that kind of faith. He had seen God provide victory in battle before. But Saul had a track record of partial obedience if you want to put the world the way the world says it. That's a disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience, according to my father. Um, and had drifted far from the reality of the personal faith which David knew. We don't want to become that. We don't want to become believers that believe in just the nice cliche things about religion. We want the faith that David had. A practical faith. We need a faith in the living God himself, not in human methods. Saul went and put David in his armor. Can you imagine a 14-year-old kid in, in, in a fully grown man's armor? Be like someone wearing, like a little kid wearing 14 pairs of clothes plus a snow jacket on top. If, you know, I should have got, I should have I got John Briley up here and done that to him, but <laughs> I only just thought of it. Right. Oh, I should have. But he didn't. He used what he knew God wanted him to. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the method as long as you trust is truly in the living God, not in the cool method that you used. The way to fell the giant sin in your life is not by the latest method, but by genuine trust in the living God. Faith always honors God, not methods. And God always honors faith not methods. Thus, to fell the giant, we need a spiritual perspective, we need a practical faith, and we need a deliberate focus on God's glory. Because at the end of this story, David did not go into this saying, I'm going to do this so I can become a national hero. He did not go take on the giant because, oh, well, look how I'll get, I'll get the girl and I'll get the money and all of that goes with it. He went into it because this giant was blaspheming the name of his God. This brings me to an important question. Why do you want to fell the giant in your life? Do you want to overcome your problems so that you'll be successful and happy? It's the wrong motive. Do you want to overcome your problems so that people will look up to you and think you view as a good Christian? It's the wrong motive. Do you want to overcome your problems so that you can build a large ministry and become known as a great Christian leader? It's the wrong motive. David publicly stated why he wanted to defeat Goliath. First, so that the whole world could know that there's a God in Israel. So first and foremost, it should be that we want to declare Jesus' name to the world. Second, David wanted all the professing believers who weren't putting their trust in God to know that the Lord does not deliver by the latest methods, but rather the battle is the Lord's. 
I just want to read that one verse because it's one of my favorite verses in the Bible. And it says this, then, David, then said David to the Philistine, you come, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day will the Lord deliver you into, the, into my hands, and I will smite you, and I will take your head from you, and I will give the carcass of you to the host the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day to the fowl of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hand. The reason why I love David, and he's my favorite character, is David was not perfect. David was perfect in this story. What he said and what he did was exactly what God wanted him to. But David made a heap of mistakes in his life, and it's in the Bible. And yet, he's known as a man after God's own heart. The Bible is filled with imperfect people who have been pillars of the faith that we can learn from. I was so, I was so happy when you said you were speaking on Jonah, because it's another one. God wants us to have true freedom in our lives, away from the sins that hold us down. And all we need to do is read His Word and learn the lessons therein. We need to see things from a godly perspective. We need to have a practical faith and do all things for the glory of God who died on the cross so that we can have eternal life with Him. Amen? Amen. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 